Fairybread would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging, where they hold the memories, the traditions and the culture of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people across the nation. This podcast may contain adult themes, coarse language, differing opinions and possibly triggering topics. Listener discretion is advised. So you're probably wondering who the hell we are. Well, I'm Penny. I'm Brendan. And we're lifelong friends and... Music fans. So I'm a fag, PJ. And I'm your fag hag. Oh, we can say that still, can't we? Well, I can say it about myself. I don't know that I can say it about anybody else. And we say it with affection, with love, with with pride. Absolutely. So this week we streamed Freddie Mercury, The Final Act from 2021. A couple of years ago it was produced. And every time I know that their subject matter will uh, include HIV, AIDS, and go through the history, and, and I, uh, I watch with trepidation that memories are going to resurface, and mm. uh, it gets, it does get to you, uh, mm. and it did happen, of course, with this one as well. Oh, 100%. I started crying probably the first three minutes in when Freddie Mercury was doing his warm-up vocals. That I don't know if we should call that warm-up because it is actually part of his shtick and part of the show. That started me off. And then uh, when they started talking about the AIDS crisis and, and particularly the inception and how so anti-gay everyone you know, including Margaret Thatcher, shame on some of these people, was so awful. We were losing friends and the, everybody was so hateful and revolting. So I'm crying then about the friends that we'd lost and how what an awful time it was and how frightening it was. People don't realise. I guess that was our first pandemic. We've had COVID uh, as the pandemic since, but th- that was our real first um, brush with death. We were we were young. We didn't see young people dying at such a rate, so I was all obviously upset about that. Then I was crying about Freddie again, and then crying about how revolting everybody was during the HIV/AIDS crisis. I literally cried for the whole hour and a half of the entire thing. Did you get angry? You were angry. Oh. I I don't remember being as angry at the time, but I was infuriated by what people had said. But I think also because a lot of it was British newspapers and British Mm. television, I don't think that we were exposed to that much. But I do remember things coming out in the 80s like wine glass identifiers, which were little charms you used to put on the stem of wine glasses so that you knew that that was yours. I remember Princess Diana at the time saying, it's it's okay to to actually hold somebody's hand and and hug and them, hug them. She and said I, that, yeah. and it was I remember that distinctly and remember being infuriated. I don't remember being that cross because we were in the midst of it at home and we were losing people and the amount of people that you and I know loved and lost is a spit in the bucket compared to to the to the death count, and I also think it was so awful. You know, Rock Hudson came out only mere days before his passing and so and Freddie felt that he had to as well and I don't know that it was a huge surprise to any of us that Freddie Mercury was in fact gay 
it was just so sad that he actually could never be himself. He was told very, at a very young age it wasn't a great idea to come out. Yeah, yeah. even though he was asked, and he never denied it, but at one, in one interview he said, yes, I'm as, as gay as a daffodil. As a daffodil <laughs> darling, he said. Darling. As, they said, are you gay? And he said, as a daffodil yeah. darling. So there's been quite a few other you know, documentaries and, and reviews of, of, of Freddie's life, looking at, uh, and of course, the, the biopic that was made recently, a few years ago, Bohemian Rhapsody, and the stage show. But this one does really go to the heart of, of the AIDS crisis, and it was about Freddie when he was, when he was ill. And the concert, of course, that, that uh, encapsulated the world into, um, I suppose, it would have changed a lot of attitudes, the concert. Well, I think the beauty of the Freddie Mercury Memorial Concert, for whatever, want of a better term, I don't remember what it was actually officially called, the fact that it was opened with... Metallica and Def Leppard. Oh, Def Leppard actually opened it. Joe was Joe was talking. Joe from Def Leppard. We're very good friends. Um, he, he and he was discussing that had they not opened it, the view may have been different. Um, and it did work beautifully. A real highlight for that concert. Everybody talks about George Michael, and that is astounding. That's an unbelievable performance. But when Axel Rose came out, number one, they didn't expect him to come out because he hadn't been to any rehearsals. When he came out like this just crazed monkey, he was unbelievable. And I, I don't mind Axel's voice and I quite like many Guns N' Roses songs. But for him to come out with Elton in Bohemian Rhapsody and just set the stage on fire. He really did. Yeah. Well, they had the shot from the stage looking out to the audience and when he, he ran on with his kilt flowing. <laughs> yes. It was and, like and a leather. It was just going up and down and up. It was it was really, really pumping. It was like the mosh pit of like, I don't know, 10,000 concerts. Unbelievable. But that kilt was actually like leather or something mm. and he just came out and just destroyed it and I'm not carrying on because I'm not necessarily the biggest Axl Rose fan, but he was sensational. For somebody who'd never turned up to a rehearsal, they're all going, we don't even know if he's here. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the concert to pay tribute to Freddie Mercury and AIDS Awareness. That's what it was uh, oh, okay. branded as. Um, but look, when you're looking at the documentary, I, I, th- I thought it was so authentic because, of course, his sister was, was one of the, yes. th- the interviewees, Kashmira, and... The band members, Brian, Roger and John, of course. Oh, weren't they just all divine? Weren't they so supportive? Absolutely. Um, Jim Hutton, his boyfriend there, Jim Beach, yes. the manager. It was all They were all there and they were, they were all with Freddie. Of course. So it, this is why it was so authentic because this is really, really what happened around Freddie. And and I, I loved the anger of the band members. Mm. Um, and that it wasn't venomous and it wasn't vitriol, but the anger they had towards the way that they're not only their band member but their actual best mate had been treated and we lived through this time so we can actually remember it and and it upsets me terribly but we can actually remember these times and you know and the wine charms that you put on your wine glass so nobody would would go anywhere near your things and that you know you they brought out dinner sets um, which were all different. So you had the yellow plate and the yellow bowl and the yellow cup. And I think because it was originally a gay disease, um, which of course it never was fully gay, but it was a gay disease, then it was um, IV drug users and sex workers. I think nobody jumped on it like they did with COVID-19. They jumped on COVID-19 because that was affecting a mainstream population. This was affecting a group which was 
um, in a lot of cases closeted and perhaps seen as at the time, and I'm not saying it because it's never been less valued by myself, but a, a groups of people that were perhaps seen as less than. Yeah. And here in Australia too, the response to the crisis was a lot better than in other parts of the world. Agreed. Especially in America when you had Reagan over there who didn't even want to m- mention the word for Absolutely. Years, and so many people die because of it. But we did have a, a great response with um, with Neil Blewett and Ida Buttrose, who was the head of the the, yes. the the task force, so to speak. So we did we did do a lot better than than a lot of other countries. She was our own Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, I wasn't Elizabeth Taylor so fabulous. <laughs> she was at fabulous. the concert and Liza Minnelli. And no, Liza looked fabulous. Not a stitch of makeup on Liza, and she looked sensational. I've yeah. never seen her look that beautiful, and I mean that. And they talked to, uh, I mean, most of the, the performers they talked to, and one of the ones which was really quite, got me laugh. I got smile. I was smiling. Lisa Stansfield, she's got this such oh. a broad accent, and she sings magnificently. And she discussed, she said, I wanted to talk to the band members about, I think to, to um, Roger Taylor, about coming out with a couple of curlers in her I hair. I know, and, and the vacuum cleaner. And he said, is it bad taste? said, we are just bad taste anyway. <laughs> well, all... which they weren't. That was. That I, don't was think they in... were. I don't think they were. But that was either. a great. And they, they talked about that controversy too. Um, Brian May talked about that. Went to America and uh, I want to break free the video. They went. To, they wouldn't play it on TV. Who knew They're that? So, but they are so prudish. You know what Americans are like. They oh, are I know. They so they prudish. pixelate out g strings and things. I just wanted to head back to Lisa Stansfield for a oh, second. Oh, of course, yes. Because I've got a bit of a bone to pick with her. Put it away, please. Thank you. Been around the world and I, 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 I can't find my baby. You haven't been all around the world, have you? <laughs> you, you really haven't, have you? Isn't she? Wouldn't she have toured all around the world? <laughs> she said, but I'm going to find him. And she's still singing that 30 years later. <laughs> she, you, you've either got to give up because your baby doesn't want to be found or you actually haven't been. All around the world. Highlights of the final act. Well, final of act documentary. The highlights for me were the sister Kashmira. She really spoke so well and loved Freddie so much, of course, and so did the family. And when she told the story about how her dad was reading about when Freddie came out and the day before he died and said that he did have AIDS, and his dad was reading the newspaper with tears streaming down his eyes onto the paper. Just very, very, very sad and touching. And he said, "I wish it was me rather than him." Or words to that effect. I think that's a, a parent response. Yeah. To something like that but it was it's just 100 percent authentic and and i liked it that it was a little bit warts and all like everyone had said he wasn't perfect he wasn't this i mean to us he was mm. I mean, there'll never be another and, and we say this about many of the people that we've covered um who have passed on but if you look at who was at that concert, there's never going to be another Bowie. I don't care what anyone says. There's never going to be a jo- another George Michael. There's no. never going to be another Elton. There just isn't. I know Elton's still with us, by the way. Oh, right, he is, At yes. time of recording. Um, but you look at these icons and there will never be another. And there is actually, you know, that silhouette pose of Freddie uh, in a statue and that sort of thing, that, that silhouette. You know that's Freddie Mercury's pose. Mm. You know when you see Michael Jackson and these other icons, that's who they are just in silhouette. A couple of other highlights was the Freddie Mercury lookalike in the. Wasn't he fab? I loved him. <laughs> Actually, I did stop crying when I saw him because he was just gorgeous. And did you have a, a little smile on your face when those were the days video was being made and Freddie's pussycat vest? Yes. It was good because he had nine, eight or nine cats. Yes, he, he was had. a cat man. He was a cat man. And there was a couple of photos there with his 
in his final days in the yard in his in his um, garden with his pussy cats. Yes, I thought it was wonderful how the lighting that they did on those final music videos actually was able to conceal his Carpos's sarcoma mm. as well. So you could see it in some of the film, and they, they, those films weren't meant to be sort of. Uh, publicized but you could see it in some of the sort of home movie style films but but they they did the lighting beautifully and then in the when he was dressed as the clown i thought it was i'm going slightly mad but he that was a different uh clip you could actually see his hair was actually concealing um some of the carpose's sarcoma on the side of his face a great fitting tribute to Freddie. Freddie Mercury, the final act, is streaming on a few places. We watched it on iView. iView, ABC. And yeah. one, it was an Emmy Award winning and I think uh, well worth well worth a view. So I, I've rated it um, already. I've rated Ooh. it 10,000 tears, which is, I think, I think I was dehydrated when I woke up this morning from it. For me, and I've seen Freddie Mercury documentaries that have fallen really short of the mark, this one, for me, was 10 out of 10, but... I cried all the way through it. What did you rate it? Did you rate it 10? Yeah. yeah. I've got some What's My Lines, all Queen, all queen songs. Uh, some of them are easy. Bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> Race. Ooh, you make me live. That's uh, You're My Best Friend. Yes, and you're mine. Oh. But what's the song? She keeps her Moe Chandon in a pretty cabinet. You're a killer queen. A killer queen. Steve walks warily down the street. Oh, another one bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, you're a boy making big noise. We will rock. You got it. Yeah, yeah well done. That was a good one. I saw those cogs turning. Is this a real life? Is it just, just fantasy? fantasy. Mm, of course, the Rhapsody. And my absolute very favourite. Yeah. I'd sit alone and watch your light, my only friend through teenage nights. All we hear is... is so, Bryn, yeah, you know when you see something not quite right. Oh yes, all the time I see those things. What do you say? Usually, that's NQR. I say, call my lawyer. What's the case today? This is the case of get a dictionary. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Okay, so I was really, really upset the other day. I thought, you know what, I'm going to just grab something quick from drive-through. Mm. So I went to McDonald's. Oh, yeah, 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 Macca's. I went to Macca's. Mm. What did you get? A Happy Meal. Oh, that would have made you happy. It didn't. <laughs> I, was just, I was just as depressed as I was when I first started. So I don't actually think that that's the correct term for it. So maybe they should call it a... Maybe Happy Meal. Could be. Happy Meal, asterisk, results may vary. <laughs> okay, get on the phone now. And call my lawyer. So, Brendan, what will we be watching next week? I think I'll be streaming Dolly Parton, Rags to Rhinestones. Will you too? Yes. So, until then. Play nice. Wherever you play. <laughs>